Hallelujah. I just, <laughs> the Lord was speaking to me about having, you know, the right attitude, the winning attitude, the kind of attitude that brings the breakthrough in your life. And uh, there's so much that goes into, you know, being able to receive from the Lord. But I, can, I have to tell you right now, I mean, one of the most important things for your faith to be producing results is to have an attitude of thanksgiving. It is an absolute key. It, it is, is an absolute undeniable key. It is an absolute must. You must have an attitude of gratitude. You must have an attitude of thanksgiving in order to see your faith produce results. Amen. Because God wants us to have the kind of faith that produces results. Not just the kind of faith where it's just kind of hanging and just this believing, you know, just believing, believing. And there's a lot of people that said they're believing, believing, but you don't see results. But ultimately, we must have the kind of faith that produces results because God is all about results. God is a results-oriented God. And please, make no mistake about it. God is all about results. He talks about fruit, right? He desires that we bear much fruit. And what is fruit? Fruit is results. Our faith must produce results. Amen? Because he's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than what we ask or think according to the power that's at work in us. And so God's about doing. He's able to do. Amen? And so remember, two-thirds of God's name is go, and the other two-thirds is do. So God's always on the move, always doing something. Holy Ghost never rests. He never takes a vacation. He never falls asleep. Amen. Hallelujah. Baal was asleep. The prophets of Baal cried out, cutting themselves, screaming. And Elijah mocked them. Shout some more. Maybe he's fallen asleep. He can't hear you. Amen. <laughs> but we have a God who hears. And we have a God who answers. And this is the confidence that we have. Whatever we ask according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have received the petitions that we have asked of him. When you pray according to his will, you must believe right at that moment that you have received. And then you, you must begin to thank him. You must begin to thank him that you have the things that you've asked of him. Amen. Jesus said that the day will come when we will ask the Father in his name. And whatever we ask the Father in the name of the Son, Jesus, that He will give it to us. And that we must receive what He gives to us so that what? Our joy may be full. Glory to God. God wants our joy to be full. Amen. So we must know that for our faith to produce results, thanksgiving, having an attitude of thanksgiving is the key. It is a must. You cannot do without it. Amen. So a thankful person, a thankful person has a winning attitude. Amen. Hallelujah. Because I'll tell you right now, complainers never give. They never do. They never really do anything. They, there's a lot of people that just all they do is complain, but they never produce results. And listen... Uh, they might even recognize things that are, that are wrong, but just complaining about things that are wrong or things that are, you know, lacking is not going to get things done. You know, I've, you know people come along, oh, Pastor, this, isn't, uh, this church doesn't have this, church doesn't have that, we need this, we need that. And I look at them and say, okay, well, what are you going to do about it? Well, I noticed that, okay, you know what, maybe the reason you noticed it because God wants you to do something about it. You know, don't just point out what's not there. Do something about it. Amen. Don't just point it out and wait for somebody else to show up and do it. Or don't just wait for me to do everything. I can't do everything. Is it possible for me to do everything? It, absolutely not. We must all carry the load. We must all do our share. We must all do our part. We are members of a body. Many members, one body. And every member has their function. And if every member serves their function, then we come together joined together, united together, then we can all doing our share, everyone fulfilling their function, their place in the body of Christ, then together, amen, we can produce greater results.
And Jesus talked about the greater works. You know why a lot of believers do not produce the greater works? Because the greater works requires the bigger picture. The greater works requires you to be connected to the rest of the body. You cannot produce greater works just by yourself. You have to have connection with the rest of the body for you to be able to produce greater works. Greater works than these ye shall do also because I go unto my father, Jesus said. And my father will be your father. And if he's our father, we are a family. We are together. Many members but one body working together. I cannot say to the ear, I have no need of you. I can see. And the ear will say, well... <laughs> you can see, but you don't hear the Mack truck coming behind you. I hear it. So we all have a function, and then we all have to find our place in the body of Christ. It's so important. And the saddest thing is seeing a lot of believers not necessarily connected, not being a part of a local church, not being a part of a local assembly, not being involved in the local church, and the Bible even gives us a warning, you know, not forsaking the gathering together of the saints even as we see the day approaching. And what day is he talking about? The day of the Lord. The day is coming. But that day is a thousand years because a thousand years is a day with the Lord and a day is a thousand years with the Lord. That day is coming. The day of the Lord approaches. The day of the Lord is drawing nigh. The day will come when the Lord will come back. And establish his kingdom for a thousand years. But before that, we're going to see the rapture of the church. We're going to see the great catching away of the church. Us gathering together in the clouds. And as that day approaches, there are some really serious warnings about that day. Because Jesus talked about one will be taken, one will be left. And then he talked about another. Actually, in Matthew 24, he talks about the signs of the end of the age. And in Matthew 25, he gets into three different parables. And all of these parables are about the end times, about the return of the Lord, about the rapture of the church. And then one of the things he talks about is the, the ten virgins. Five were wise and five were foolish. Five were ready. Five were not ready. Five were taken. The other five were left behind. So it's, it's, a, it's a very, very solemn, it's a very, very serious warning to the body of Christ to get ready. And the ones that were ready, Bible says they had oil. And the Bible talks about Jesus being anointed with the oil of joy above all his brethren. So we are anointed with the oil of joy. So joy, joy is the voice of thanksgiving. Joy is the voice of victory. Joy is the voice of trusting God. Joy is the voice of faith. Amen. So a person that's always complaining is not going to give thanks because you can't do the same, the, the, those, those two at the same time. You're either complaining or you're giving thanks. Amen. And you need to start, start less you know, doing less complaining and actually just completely get it out of your life. More praising, more thanksgiving. Watch and see how your faith will begin to produce results. Amen. And when it comes to having this attitude of gratitude oh my lord welcome to the modern day you know world where everybody is taking things for granted and complaining and there's this entitlement mentality people just want everything for free they don't want to work for anything and they just want everything handed out to them everybody wants a participation trophy and we are producing a bunch of people who are so soft. And then when they actually go out to the real world, they get a rude awakening. They can't handle it. They become a bunch of crybabies running home to mommy. When the heat gets turned up, all the snowflakes melt. And it doesn't take a whole lot of heat to melt a snowflake. I'm not talking about icebergs. I'm talking about snowflakes. We got to be tough. We got to be tough. This, this nation was built by people that were tough. This nation was built, this nation prospered because people worked hard. They were tough. They weren't a bunch of soft crybabies complaining about every little thing. Amen. We need to be people of, people, people just have tough faith, endurance, people of boldness and endurance and people that are not taking things for granted and people that are not just whining and com complaining about everything but people that are grateful and thankful for all the blessings that we have 
And the more you are thankful for the blessings in your life, the more those blessings multiply and increase. Hallelujah. How many of you want to see some multiplication and increase? Just be thankful. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, thank God for the smallest things. When you walk out, you see a little flower. Thank you, Lord, for the flower. I could be stuck in a desert now with scorpions and snakes, but I have flowers. People complain about Florida. It rains. It's hot. I, my Lord. Some, why do you think everybody's coming down here? And then people come down. Why do everybody from the north want to come down to Florida? <laughs> let's be thankful for what we have listen you might be working a job right now where you're not really very happy well you better start being happy otherwise you're going to be stuck there for a long long time so tomorrow morning amen change some things maybe you've been going oh i gotta go to this job again monday morning i got this boss i got these co-workers be thankful you have a job and show up early, not late. And just walk in the door and say, thank you, Jesus. I have an opportunity today to work. I have an opportunity today to produce something. Hallelujah. I'm here to be fruitful. I'm going to do this unto the Lord. I'm going to do it with joy. This is my act of worship. I'm going to be the best worker they have. Guess what? That's how promotion comes. That's how increase comes. Amen. So be thankful for what you have. Be thankful for all the, all the, even all the little things. Huh? When was the last time you thanked God for your salvation? Christians, they're upset. I didn't get that boat. I didn't get that, uh, I didn't win the lottery. Just thank God that you're saved. You're not going to go to hell. Please. Let's not forget the small things, the little things. And it's the, it's the principle of little things. If you're faithful with little, God will make you ruler over much. Don't ever forget the little things. And don't also forget the little people in your life. I always tell people, don't forget the people who helped you on your way up. You may need them on your way down. Don't ever take for granted the people that have been a blessing in your life. Always be thankful. Not just to God, but also to people. Just say thank you. Thank you. Walk up to people say thank you. Thank you for serving. Thank you for what you've done for me. Just be thankful. Always be thankful. Amen. Give thanks. Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for what? Give thanks to the Lord, our God, our King. Right? His love endures forever. Well, give thanks to Him. Give thanks to Him for His mercy. Give thanks to Him for salvation. Give thanks. Whatever you want to have manifest in your life, just give thanks for it. Lord, I thank you that I'm healed from the top of my head down to the soles of my feet. Lord, I thank you that I'm provided for. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for new clients this week. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for my new home, even though you may not have one. Lord, I thank you for my new car, even though you might be a, driving a junker. Just thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And just be thankful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Put on the garment of praise. Shake off that spirit of heaviness. Hallelujah. Because the more you complain, the more depressed you're going to be. There's a lot of people that are depressed, and they're going to get Prozac and methadone and whatever else they're taking. You know what they just, they just need to start thanking God. They just need to start dancing around, lifting up their hands, and just say, thank you. Ha, ha, ha. Just laugh by faith. Ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ho. He, he, he. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And just watch and see how just it, literally within just a few minutes, that, that heaviness, that depression will just lift off of you. Amen. Be thankful. Shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. That shout will break. Heavens open. That shout will break chains. That shout will destroy walls. Hallelujah. Brother, be quiet now. You're scaring some people. Hallelujah. I might shout a little bit more now. I'm going to get my shouting <laughs> on. I'm going to put my shouting on. I'm going to put my dancing shoes on. Like David, dance before the Lord. I'm going to get undignified. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! 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 Glory to God. <laughs> Mambrosa Pacatilama. 
Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23, I'm reading from the Amplified Classic. And be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. Having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. Be constantly renewed. Be constantly renewed. You know, the Bible says his mercies are new every morning. You might have had a really rough day yesterday, but guess what? Every morning you wake up, just say, thank you, Lord. Your mercies are new this morning. I receive fresh mercies today. Amen. Yesterday is gone. It's in the past. Today is a new day. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. It is a choice. It is a choice of your will to rejoice and be glad. You make a choice. I choose to ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it's a choice. It's a choice. Open your mouth and I'll fill it, says the Lord. Dig a ditch and I'll fill it, says the Lord. So you got to take that step. Draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. Just start, just start it up. You might have to start it up in the natural. Just put your hand on your belly. Just because you have to understand there's joy in there. In your belly is a well of water springing up to everlasting life. There's joy in there. And with what? Isaiah 12 says, with joy, you will draw forth water out of the wells of salvation. So there's joy in there. You got to just send the bucket, bring it out. <laughs> Amen. So you just realize that you can have joy. Just put your hand on your belly. Just go, ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ho. He, he, he. <laughs> you know, you might have to start it out in the natural, but I'm telling you, it'll stir something up. And then you'll get over into the spirit. And you have to learn how to release the joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And if you don't... If you don't, and don't, you know, the joy is not just for a service. It's for you every day. You can live like this. You can, you can tap into the joy of the Lord that's on the inside of you. Because you carry that well with you everywhere you go. It is well with my soul. Right? There's a walking well. You're actually the rock. You're actually the rock that's walking away. Remember, Jesus brought water out of the rock in the wilderness, and the rock followed them. It was a walking rock. <laughs> gushing. Rock was following the people, children of Israel and just gushing everywhere they went. Where was that water coming from? Certainly wasn't coming from under the ground. Coming out of the rock. That was a walking rock. Hallelujah. It's better than Disney. Can you imagine a rock following you? Look, we got a rock following us. A little gushing water. Look at that rock following us. Gushing water. Hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus said, fill the water pots with water up to the top. When they filled the water pots up to the top, it turned into wine. When you're full of water, it turns into joy. It turns into the overflowing joy. My cup runneth over. Amen. But Pastor Corey, they stole my cup at the last church I went to. <laughs> I can believe that. The demon board, I mean the deacon board, <laughs> stole my cup. Some churches are deacon-possessed. <laughs> I'm having fun tonight, preaching myself happy. <laughs> Don't worry, we have a brand new cup for you. The Lord sent an angel with a brand new cup for you. Just take your brand new cup. And let the Lord fill it up to the top. Fill me up, Lord, all the way to the top. That I may overflow. <laughs> it's an overflow. It's an overflow. Amen. And when, you're, when your cup is always full, all it takes is just one drop to make it overflow. Just one drop, and then it overflows. Just one drop. Just one drop. Just one drop. And then it overflows. 
Amen. Just one drop. Just one drop. And it overflows. Trip. 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 Try it. It's good for you. Laughter is good medicine. Amen. And some people call this holy laughter. I don't like that. It's not in the Bible, but I call it joy because the Bible calls it joy. Joy of the Lord is your strength. But laughter is good medicine. It's a spiritual. It comes out of your belly, not out of your head. Amen. Your head is for thinking. Your belly is for drinking. Even when you drink water, it doesn't go to your brain. It goes to your belly. I think with some people, it does go to their brain. They got. <laughs> Water, watery. We say in Turkish, if somebody goes crazy, they got water in their brain. So, <laughs> so it, it works in Turkish, but it doesn't work in so much in English. But, you know, they got watery brain. That means he's confused, doesn't, doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> Look at some people. I think they got water in their brain. Get water in your belly. <laughs> so, I mean, one way to shake off whatever you're dealing with is just start giving God thanks. Maybe you're just discouraged because something didn't go your way. You know what? Find something that did go your way and just begin to thank God for it. Well, I can't find anything. Go to the Bible. There's a lot that went your way. So many things that went your way, about over 3,000 of them that go your way. God's promises for you. Amen. Find those promises. Start to thank God. Instead of focusing on the problem, focus on the promise. And just begin to thank God for the promises that you have. Just say, thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. He says, let us content to let us contend together. Put me in remembrance of my word. Say, Lord, I thank you. I just put you in remembrance of your word, what you promised. Oh, thank you, Lord. You promised. Oh, you promised that you'll furnish a table for me in the wilderness. Oh, in the presence of my enemies. Thank you, Father. You promised. Oh, Lord, you promised that you are the good shepherd. You will lead me. You will guide me. Thank you. You'll make me to lie down in green pastures. You'll take me beside still waters. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You'll guide me. You'll guide me. In your path of righteousness. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're my provider. You promised that you'll provide more than enough. You're Al Shaddai. I just thank you, Lord. You know, just do that. Remember when David faced Goliath, and that was the biggest challenge in his life up till that point. But he had overcome other challenges. And what was he remembering? I took out the bear, I took out the lion, and the Lord was with me. And the same that Lord that was with me when I took out the bear, the same Lord that was with me when I took out the lion is with me today. You come against me with those weapons. I come against you in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to take you out today, Goliath. Hallelujah. So you just need to start, amen, amen, remembering the victories. And then go to the word and find those promises and just begin to thank God. As it says in Psalm 107. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Verse 21, oh, that man would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. You know what? Just give thanks to the Lord for his goodness, for who he is. He is good. He is good. Your circumstances may not look so good right now, but he is good. And if you begin to declare that he is good, surely you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And what the enemy meant for evil, the Lord will turn for good. Hallelujah. And for his wonderful works to the children of man, let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving. Sometimes it's a sacrifice because you don't feel that great. But you can't go by feelings. You have to give the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Hallelujah. So, oh, I'm just feeling terrible. But thank you, Jesus. Lord, I give you the sacrifice of praise. I give you the sacrifice of praise. What does that mean? When it's hard for your flesh to praise, you make a decision and you put your flesh under and you let your spirit man, spirit woman rise up on the inside of you and declare his goodness and just begin to give him thanks. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Amen. Hallelujah. So that is the, such a key. That is such a key. Because most people, what happens is they just get in the natural, how they feel, what they see, they walk by sight, what they feel, and they just begin to speak out the things that they feel and what's wrong and all the things that are missing in their lives. And what they're doing is basically they're speaking themselves into lack and poverty. Amen. So speak yourself. Praise yourself into abundance. Praise yourself into prosperity. Praise yourself. Amen. Declare his goodness and watch and see how his goodness will manifest in your life. Amen. Is this helping anybody here tonight? You have to understand that thanksgiving is dis distinct from praise, which is also distinct from worship. And the, the Bible clearly talks about them separately. There's worship, there's praise, and then there's thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. So thanksgiving is different than praise. Praise is just declaring who God is, declaring his greatness, just praising him. And praise needs to be joyful. Praise needs to be joyful. A lot of these songs coming out now, you don't find a lot of joyful songs. It's all these like melancholy songs. No, you need joyful songs. Praise needs to be joyful and explosive. Praise him with the dance. Praise him with the cymbals. Praise him. Praise him with the song. Praise him with the instruments, stringed instruments. Praise him with the, the, the wind instruments. Praise him. So praise the Lord with these things. Amen. And then thanksgiving. Giving him thanks. Thanking him for what he has provided for you. Thanking him for what he's done in your life. Not taking things for granted. Amen. And then thanking him for his promises. And the promises that you begin to thank God for will be fulfilled in your life. Hallelujah. Because you have to add thanksgiving to your faith. Because when you, faith is basically asking God and believing you have received. And if you have received, then you need to just keep giving him thanks. Smith Wigglesworth said, if you have prayed for the same thing seven times, you prayed in unbelief six times. What does that mean? That means the first time you prayed and asked, you have to believe that you have received. And after that, you just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I have that thing that I asked you for. You have already heard me. You've answered me. Thank you. Somebody might say, well, where is it? Don't worry about it. I have it. Where is it? I have it. I have it. It's just a matter of time before it will manifest. The Lord is working. The Lord is moving. Amen. And it will surely come to pass. And so you might get tested. That's why it takes faith and patience to inherit the promises. Faith and patience. And some things require more patience. Other things, things might show up the next day. Other things might show up, you know, the next week. Some things might show up next year. Isaac showed up 25 years later. Hey. Amen. But you have to be thankful along the process. And you'll be tested. And the longer it kind of drags out, the more the test and the trial comes right to your flesh. But you have to just say, no, 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 no. I'm locked in on this thing. I have prayed. I have asked. I have received. I have it. I have it, Lord, and I thank you for it. I have it, Lord, and I thank you for it. Amen. So just keep giving God thanks. Amen. Hallelujah. If you need clients, don't pray for clients every day. Just thank clients for every day. Lord, I thank you I have clients today. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you I have clients. There was a time in my life I had to do some sales, and I would go to the sales manager. I asked him, What's, which is the one that is going to give me the biggest commission? Because I needed to make a lot of money fast and get out of debt for real quick and I, and I paid off like what, what was it about over thirty thousand dollars of debt in in eight months, and then plus we had we were able to save up. I mean, it was just supernatural. But I got into this line of business uh, sales that I'd never done. I'd never done it before. And there were people that were ten, fifteen years salesmen. By the third month, I was the top salesman in that place. And then when I was leaving, they begged me not to leave. I said, "Are you kidding me? I'm in the ministry. Forget this." So, but you know what? I would I would just say. Tell me, which, which, which one is going to give me the highest, you know, uh, 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 commission? He pointed out. I go, lay hands on it. Thank you, Father. I'm the one who's selling this one. Thank you for the sales. I was saying, Lord, give me this. I just, I started to thank, thank you, Lord. I've sold this one. 
And I tell the other uh, salespeople, don't even think about it. I've sold this already. What? No, it's mine. I sold it. Thank you, Lord. I've sold it. And I would sell that one. I would sell it. And the guys would try to sell it. They wouldn't be able to. I said, you're, you're making a big mistake. You're wasting your time. I've already sold this one. Show me the paperwork. I've already sold it. It's done. The deal is done. Faith counts it as done. Faith is the title deed in your hand. Faith is the signed contract in your hand. Amen. Faith is the signed deal in your hand. Faith is the approved contract in your hand. Faith is the permit in your hand. Faith is the zoning. Thank you, Lord, we have the zoning. Thank you, Lord, we have all the permits. And quickly, supernaturally, in the name of Jesus. What takes other people a year will have in one month. What takes others in one month, you'll have in one week. Hallelujah. What takes others weeks, you'll have in one day. Thank you, Jesus. It is done. It is done, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you. Because faith counts it as done. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving relates to God's deeds and what God has done for us. It involves responding to God with thanks for what he has done for us. It simply means to count our blessings with audible appreciation to God, for example. So there's no silent thanksgiving. I'm thankful in my heart. How about also speaking it out of your mouth? Amen. I'm I'm joyful in my spirit, brother. How about have that joy reflect on your face? Remembering with thanks all the benefits and blessings God has given us in Christ. Psalm 103, you can read it up. Praise, on the other hand, relates to God's person and character. It centers on who God is. So thanksgiving is a bit more personal. The same God you're praising that he's good now is good to you. And his goodness has now manifested something specific in your life. And it has manifested and said, Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you for this thing that has manifested in my life. Father, I thank you for the provision. Father, I thank you. Amen. So thanksgiving is very personal. So praise him. Praise him. And then when it manifests, thank him. Always be thankful. Hallelujah. Thank people for the smallest things, for the simplest things. Amen. Just say thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Go to the pastor. Thank you. That was a great message. It really helped me today. I like to hear that. Not that I need the encouragement, but it's, it's good for you to say it. I know I preach a good word, but it's good for you to say it. Be thankful for the word that you hear. Not taking things for granted, you know. Being thankful for the simple things. Because like I said, this, this whole entitlement mentality, people don't, are not thankful anymore. Ah, they, they feel they are entitled to everything. They should get everything. Easy come, but easy go. So make sure that you're thankful. You don't take things for granted. Certainly the things that God has done in your life, you don't take for granted. Think about the ten lepers that came to Jesus. Lord, heal us. Okay, go. And then on the way, they're all cleansed from leprosy. One of them comes back, falls at his feet, worshiping him and thanking him. He made it personal. Thank you. And what what was the... Jesus' response, where are the other nine? Where are the other nine? Oh, so many people have come and be, been touched and blessed in our meetings. And where are, they, where are they? Where are they? Not that I need to hear. I don't really care if they're thankful to me or not. But to say, come and say, Pastor, thank you. I got touched in this church. Thank you, Lord. I got healed. You know, and just to actually do something about it. Respond. Respond. And also... Bible talks about where well, you've been blessed spiritually. There's also a financial responsibility to be a blessing back financially to where you've been spiritually fed. Amen. People come, they get spiritually fed here, but then they go give somewhere else. That's fine. Whatever, because I'm not dependent on people's offerings. But what I'm telling you is it's not like you don't go eat at Outback Steakhouse and then you go pay at McDonald's across the street. <laughs> Sorry, Outback. You know, I, it just, I'm going to go pay over at McDonald's. Well, you ate here. No, but I feel like paying at McDonald's. No. You, got, you also have a financial responsibility to wherever you've been spiritually blessed. And you know what it also does? It, sh- it reflects your thanksgiving to the Lord. And it opens you up to receive more spiritually. Hallelujah. That's why tithing opens the windows of heaven. And then God pours down blessing upon you that you don't have room enough to receive, which means an overflow. 
Because tithing, tithing is thanksgiving for what has come in. You tithe on what has come in. You tithe 10% on the income that has come in. And the first portion goes to the Lord. Offering is for the future income. If you want to see an increase in the future income, you sow seed for the harvest in the future. Tithe is for the harvest in the past. Offering seed is for the harvest of the future. And these are some biblical principles that you got to get a hold of them and start operating this way. And you watch and see how financially things will turn around in your life. You'll get the breakthroughs that you need. You'll see the increase. You'll see the multiplication. you see the blessing of God released in your life. Hallelujah. And there are many scriptures that encourage us to give thanksgiving to God. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is God's will. In everything give thanks. Not necessarily thank God for everything. I mean, if you just had an accident, thank you, Lord, I had an accident. No. But in the midst of the accident, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, first of, first of all, I'm alive. Thank you, Lord. And it doesn't matter if it's just a car. Thank you, Lord. It's just a piece of metal. Thank you, Lord. That means I'll get a better one. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you have a better car for me. You know, give thanks in everything, in the midst of everything, in the midst of the battle, in the midst of the storm. Give thanks. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And so in the, in the midst of a, a trial or tribulation with a, an attack of sickness or disease and infirmity, obviously don't give thanks for the infirmity, but give thanks for the healing in the middle of that. Lord, I thank you that I'm healed from the top of my head down to the soles of my feet. By his stripes, I was healed. I am healed, and I thank you, Lord, that I'm healed, and I'm well, and I'm whole. This thing's not going to take me out. This thing's not going to, amen, be my undoing. But this thing is just something I'm... I'm shaking off. Hallelujah. Jo J Jonah. You don't hear people quote from Jonah much, do you? <laughs> when was the last time you heard a preacher quote from the book of Jonah? Jonah 2 verse 9. <laughs> but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. You know what? Thanksgiving is us paying God back. It's the payment. It's the only payment we can give God. We really cannot pay God, but we should definitely thank him. We should definitely thank him. Thank him for what he's done. That's the, that's the way you repay him. At least do that. And that's the least we can do. But you know what? There's so much more that we can do. For me, I know I, I owe him my life to serve him with every fiber of my being. Woe unto me if I don't preach the gospel. He pulled me out of Islam. He touched me. He saved me. He filled me with the Holy Ghost. He called me November 12, 1995. The Lord Jesus appeared to me in the glory and called me into the ministry. Woe unto me if I don't preach the gospel. I don't see this as an, as an option. I don't even see this that I have a choice. The choice was made for me. And you know what? I gladly choose his will. This is not something hard. Oh, I got to serve God. Oh, I got to preach the gospel. No, it is my pleasure, my joy, and my privilege to preach the gospel. It is my pleasure. It is my privilege to serve the Lord. We need to see it that way. Because you know why? Because things get really tough in ministry. Oh, yes. I had one of those days today. From the morning I woke up till five minutes to the church, I was dealing with major emergencies over, overseas in Turkey. All day, major stuff. I was dealing with some emergency stuff on the phone. Four hours talking to this one, that one, and all other stuff. All hell breaking loose, this one, that one. And you deal with that stuff. And it wears you out. It's not easy. And you, sometimes you feel like, you know what? I ain't doing this. I'm going on a long vacation and never coming back. Like in Hawaii or Fiji or someplace. <laughs> Hallelujah. I didn't sign up to get my brains beat up. <laughs> but you know what? I'm, I'm going to do this because it doesn't matter. I shake it off. Not the first time it happened, probably, probably won't be the last time. But hey, it's okay. Amen. John Osteen, not Joel, but John, his father, he said, I heard him say it. I mean, it's on, not personally, but you can pull it up on YouTube. He said, he shut down his Bible school because he got tired of raising up assassins. <laughs> that was crazy. 
He'd raise people up. They'd take a chunk of his church, betray him, raise up another guy, take another chunk of his church, betray him. You know, that's fine, but <laughs> I'm not. I've had a few assassination attempts, but I'm still alive and well, praise God. I had one that was praying for me to die, split a church and was praying for me to die, calling people from the church in a prayer meeting for, my, for me to die. Yes. And they came and said that I would be dead in, in three months. That was in 2009. Obviously, I'm still alive. Well, several of them, their marriages died. Few of them, their businesses died. They all died spiritually. And their ministry died. It all died. And one of them actually dropped dead from a heart attack. One man stood up in the middle of his service, cursing me, calling death on me in the middle of my service. Three days later, he dropped dead from a heart attack, at, at, like 52 years old. And I said, you know what? I still did a memorial service for him. Blessed his family. I'm telling you right now, because you know why? I'm going to bless those who curse me. <laughs> oh, yes. You see stuff. And when you get tested, you just give thanks to the Lord. How about this one? Psalm 105. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Make your thanksgiving heard by others. Thank you, Jesus. What's going on here? He blessed me. I got blessed. Oh, his blessing is manifesting. Ah, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I'll enjoy it if you don't. <laughs> Sing to him. Sing psalms to him. Psalms are those praise songs. Not just upbeat songs, but joyful. Pick me up songs. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Talk of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Remember his marvelous works which he has done. His wonders and his judgment and the judgment of his mouth. This is so important. I have had people come to me and say, you know, I sing in choirs, I sing this. And I, I look at them in the worship. They just stand there like a statue. Come on. You're, you might be a singer, but you're not a worshiper. You need to be a worshiper. You need to be a worshiper, not just a singer. I, well, I, gotta, I can hit every, every tone and the whatever, every note. I don't really care. I don't care if you can sing all the highs and the lows. Are you going to be able to sing in the lows of your life, the highs? That's what I'm really interested in. Hallelujah. Write that one down. That just came up. Just... Hallelujah. That's the most important thing. Hallelujah. I want to see you dance. I want to see you rejoice. Man, we had a guy come to the church in Turkey. This guy was a concert pianist, one of the top. Uh, but the biggest jerk, the biggest pride, oh, my Lord. He, he thought he was better than everyone. He, I can, he can play. But he was useless in worship because he wouldn't flow with the rest of the team. And he would always play over everybody trying to, you know, uh, look at me. I don't want, I, we don't want to look at you. We want to look at the Lord. Go sit down. Thank you. I don't care about your gift. Is your gift going to make a way for the Lord? Are you going to be able to usher in, in his presence? And then we've had people that could barely play, and the anointing would come because their heart was a heart of worship and pure, and they just loved the Lord, and they wanted to worship. And they weren't so self-conscious because if they were, they probably wouldn't be up there. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Leviticus. Anybody, when was the last time you heard somebody quote from Leviticus? One, one preacher said, sometimes your relationship would be so good with God, you will even understand Leviticus. Okay. <laughs> Leviticus 22, 29. And when you offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Lord, offer it of your own free will. You can't make somebody worship the Lord. I mean, even though I come up and say, everybody, come on, lift your hands to the Lord, you can go, oh, and then But I mean, lift your hands to the Lord, not because I said, but lift your hands and your heart to the Lord and your voice. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I don't mind people that get loud in worship. I actually prefer them. That's why I always felt very comfortable with the Africans. Man, they, they, 
They worship, they sweat, soaking wet. They just worship, sweat pouring out everywhere. They just worship. They sing, amen. They say, sing the same song for 30 minutes. I have a very big God, oh, always by my side. Very big God, oh, by my side, by my side. By my side, by my side. They just sing. And sweat. You getting hit with their sweat. They don't care. But then look at the miracles they have. And... One church just built a church. You ready for this? One mile by one mile in Nigeria, paying cash. Two million people come to the service. When the guy does an altar call, it takes people 20 minutes to come from the back to the altar. And then he says, run, and people are running to the altar. Because he starts to count down. Ten, nine, eight, because at zero he starts praying. And if you're not in the altar, you're not saved, I guess. They want to be saved at the altar. They're running. Crazy stuff. Hallelujah. This is one prophet in, in Ethiopia. He has services that go like 12 hours. And they start like 8 o'clock in the morning. And people come the night before waiting in line to get in. And they come in. And when they sit down, they don't move. Because if you get up to go to the toilet, somebody else is going to take your seat. Ah, my Lord. They have camp meetings where pregnant ladies give birth in the meetings. The whole week they're there. They, they don't even leave to go to the hospital. They just go out back and have, they have a tent where they And then I'm telling you right now, this, no, this is true. They announce, today 15 babies were born. In the service they get up and they, today Elijah and then the other, Enoch. And they all the blessing. They have these crazy names, Prosper, Prosperity. We, we, had, we, had, we had Africans in the church. Blessing, Prosperity, Goodness. Mercy. Sunday, because he was born on a Sunday. No, I'm serious. Joy. I dedicated a bunch of African babies. What's the name of this one? Loveness. Loveness, joy. I mean, great names. And then they give African names. What does that mean? The one who praises God with abandonment. Oh, I like that one. Okay, Lord bless, you know, Elowelo Chukui Walo Chuku. You know, the one who praises God like. <laughs> they know how to name their kids. I love it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lion, tiger, and stuff like that. You know? <laughs> Lion of Judah. You know, well, we have one couple that gave birth. They, they, Judah, and then the Turkish name is Lion, which is Aslan. So Lion Judah. I, said, I like that. <laughs> Enter, oh, you know this one. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. Bless his name. You know, Psalm 104. So you got to enter into his gates with thanks. So thanksgiving gets you in the gate. Thanks you, thanksgiving gets you in the door. You're not giving thanks. You're not even getting in the door. <laughs> then once you get in the door, if you're in the courts. You got to be praising him. Yes. Courts of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Courts of praise. Hallelujah. D.L. Moody once told of an elderly man who gave testimony in one of his meetings. The man said that he had lived most of his life on Grumble Street. <laughs> but after he became a Christian, he moved to Thanksgiving Street. <laughs> Even in his advanced years of accepting Christ, so he was a grouchy old man, I guess, for a long time. But now he's like, hey, I'm a happy old man. You know, this man was full of thanks to the Lord who had saved a soul. The joy of gratitude was written all over his face. Often he sh we should take inventory and ask ourselves if we have a thankful heart. If we do not, we are hardly worth the name Christian. Ooh. I didn't say that. D.L. Moody said that. But I said it too. True thanksgiving is not complete until it is expressed. You've got to express it.
It must be vocal. There is so much pessimism, pessimism and discouragement in the world. Most people are too quick to complain, but slow to give thanks and praise to God. Others excuse themselves by saying, I'm grateful in my heart. That's good, but it, it is not acceptable to Jesus. Thanksgiving must be expressed. And I talked about the ten lepers in Luke 17. Jesus cleansed them. Only one of them came back to give thanks. And what did Jesus say? You have been made what? Whole. The others were cleansed. This man was made whole. You know what leprosy does? It takes away pieces of your skin. Your ears go. Your nose goes. That means this man came back. He got his ears back. He got his nose back. He became a whole person. The others were just cleansed but still missing pieces. And that's a lot, the reason a lot of Christians are missing pieces in their lives because they have not been thankful. So, and one of them, of course, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorified God, fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? And I believe that the Lord is even looking out all over the world today, man, I healed this guy I blessed him. He cried out to me for a job. I gave him a job, and now he's not even in church. So many people here. Pastor, pray for me to have a job. I pray for him. I never see him again. I stopped praying for them to give a job. You get a job now. Maybe, Lord, don't give him a job. So they come to church. I mean, I don't know what to say. <laughs> now you call him. Well, I can't come to church because now I have a job. Oh, great. I take my prayer back. Lord, get him fired so he can come and get Holy Ghost fired in here. I mean, I don't know what to say. It's crazy. And then they, 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 they get a job. You never see their tithe. Well, what have you been doing? I've been working. Well, where's your tithe? Oh. Uh. Why did it get so quiet all of a sudden? Oh, my Jesus. <laughs> Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. So think about it. Thanksgiving is going to bring a wholeness in your life. The missing pieces are going to come back when you start to thank God. Instead of complaining that they're missing, start to thank God that you have them and then watch and see how God will just begin to add the missing pieces in your life because you, start, you were thankful for it. Amen? So we have to have the right attitude, the winning attitude, an attitude of gratitude. Amen? And the dictionary defines attitude, and I'll begin to close this part with this, a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something. You know, some people just have a bad attitude about stuff. They, they might have a bad attitude about their job. They might have a bad attitude about some family members. Or they, might have a, they might be great in other areas, but just something they have a bad attitude about. Or maybe they have a bad attitude about a, a person or, or, or something. And typically, one, which is your attitude, is one that's reflected in your behavior and in your speech. So then have a thankful attitude and let that reflect in your speech, amen, and in your action. Well, I'm so thankful to the Lord. And then, you know, one of the, one of the things, uh, it really surprised me, um, you, you know, years of the, the very first African baby we dedicated, okay? And then um, we did that baby dedication. I mean, it's a big deal for them. I mean, they all dress up. Everybody comes, the family and everything. And then they want to bless everybody with food. And then I, I mean, just dedicated this African baby, and then all of a sudden, I, I see the African man coming. He's dancing, giving thanks to the Lord for the child, the baby. I mean, and the, the mom is holding up the baby, dancing. And then all of a sudden, I see uh, buckets come. And I, I didn't even, you know, know. The bu buckets come. And the father says, Pastor, can I say something? Yes. He grabs him and says, we want to give a thanksgiving offering to the Lord for my baby. And he, want, he was the first one giving the offering. You know, he wasn't expecting people to bless him for the baby. Most people just say, when they have a baby, oh, people need to give me money. I had a baby. No, they wanted to give to the Lord. So he puts this offering, and then people start coming, dancing, and giving offerings, Thanksgiving offerings for somebody else's baby. And then one guy was dancing. 
He said, Pastor, Pastor, I don't have a baby yet. That's why I'm giving a Thanksgiving offering. I want five ch- children. I don't even have a wife yet, but I have, I'm thanking God for my, my wife and my five children. And he's dancing and giving an offering. I love it. So great. One guy had a birthday. He wanted to give a Thanksgiving offering to the Lord for adding one, one year to his life. He wasn't expecting any birthday presents. And he wasn't getting offended. I didn't get birthday presents. No, he wanted to give a, give a blessing to the Lord. Thanksgiving offerings. It's wonderful. So it should show in our action and words. Thanksgiving. Attitude of gratitude. We give on to the Lord. Out of his own hand we have received and we give on to him. Amen. Thank you, Lord. It is, it is not the might of my hand that has got me this wealth. But it is he who gives you power to create wealth so that he may establish his covenant with you, which he swore to your, your forefathers. That means he swore by his name that he will establish his covenant of blessing and provide for us and give us the increase and the power to create wealth. So all that we have gathered and all that we have, we have amen, is because the Lord has blessed us. And so we are giving tithes, offerings, thanksgiving to the Lord. It is to be grateful. And it is one way that we express gratitude to the Lord. Not to the church, not to a man, but to the Lord ultimately. Amen. But ultimately then, it is to the church, the ministry where we get blessed also. Amen. And the Bible says in Galatians that those that, who have received teaching share all good things with those who teach them. Amen. And the Bible also says those who teach and preach and minister the word are worthy of double honor. So that, well, how do we honor people? With words, thank you. And then we can honor them by blessing them, helping them, serving, all those things. So these are important things that have somewhat kind of been lost to the Western church because of the Western culture. But then you go, you see other cultures where this is so prevalent. And then you see how happy people are. They might have just one little egg to eat, but they're happy. They're dancing around, rejoicing, you know. I mean, in Africa, I lay hands on people. They just, they don't even have catchers. People fall and they don't even have carpet. They fall into the dirt floor. They're rolling around. Ah, they're happy. They get up. Nobody complains. There was no usher. I, my clothes got dirty. They say, I got, jo- I got joy, and I got, I got dirt on me. Hallelujah. The Lord blessed me. I mean, it's just so totally different, the perspective. Here, you got to be careful. You might get sued, you know. You better have liability insurance and all kinds of stuff. They're telling me, you got to have this. You got to, oh, my Lord. Because I haven't had to necessarily worry about a lot of that stuff. you got to be careful. Some people come to church just to slip and fall, to sue. I'm serious. So let's be grateful for what we have. Amen. I mean, you know, my wife got kicked in the head one time. I got kicked in the head. I got, you know, I I left the floor with some bruises on me. But you know what? I was happy because the Lord spoke to me while I was on the floor. Even though the devil was trying to kick me or whatever. She got kicked in the head with a cowboy boot in one meeting. (laughs) Right, right. Right here. Oh, my Jesus. And she was telling me, I said, well, did you get touched on the floor? She said, yes. I'm like, praise God. And we didn't think one thing about it. We just walked out the door. Whatever, you know. Let's be tough, man. I'm touching something here. It's okay. I can touch it. (laughs) It needs to be touched. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's be thankful, people. Let's be thankful. Man, I preached in places there was no air conditioning. Oh, my Lord. I was soaking wet. I thought I was like in a shower. Oh, I'm telling you. One time in Africa, it was so hot, and I have wool suits. So I stopped wearing my suits. I wore short sleeve shirts, and they didn't think I was anointed because I wasn't wearing a suit because you have to wear a suit if you preach. They don't take you seriously. It's just a mentality. I am not wearing those wool suits, the Turkish wool, down here in Africa. But, you know, I had to break that thing also. You can still have miracles. And they came and they saw, and then one guy was announcing, American preacher. I said, why did you do that? Say, Turkish preacher. Well, they said, well, nobody's ever heard of a Turkish preacher. Well, that's why they will come to here. But people like American preachers. They come for the American preacher. And then people showed up, and they saw the skinny American preacher and thought he could not be anointed. Because they were used to these big, large American preachers. 
They said, this, this guy cannot be annoying. He cannot be American. He looks like he's from Ethiopia. No, I'm sorry. I am, I am not an American preacher. I was even skinnier in those days. 120 pounds of me. <laughs> no, I promise you I'm anointed. I'll, I'll prove it. But after about the second day, they didn't care. Because everybody's on the floor getting blessed. Hallelujah. Is this helping anybody here tonight? Come on, lift your hands and just be thankful. Just be thankful. Just lift your hands and thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for your family. Thank the Lord for the things that you have. Thank the Lord. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I don't like my wife. Well, others are believing God for a wife. You know, come on. You have one. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for my husband, for my wife. Come on, you know. Wow, I don't like my kids. People can't even have kids. They're coming in line. To, I need a miracle. I, we can't have a child. Thank God for what you have. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your voice. Come on, express it. Be vocal. Give thanks. Be vocal. Be vocal about it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. This is going to be a great week. I'm going to have a lot of sales. Thank you, Lord. Clients, thank you, Lord. I'm going to be blessed. Thank you, Jesus, for favor this week. Thank you, Father, for your promises. Thank you, Father. Thank you that you have saved me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So an attitude of thanksgiving.